0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I want to discuss a Shiloh that came up already a couple of times. It came up last week in the Halacha share. We haven't really discussed it at length, but the question comes up the following situation. If a person buys a new talis Gadol. The accepted practice is when a person buys a new talis cut and he doesn't make a shechiyanu because it's not such a simcha. But a talus gadol, when he finds he writes in the tshuva, on a talus gadol, the minute gets to make a shechiyanu. The question is, when do you make that shechiyanu and how do you work around the bracha that you make on the talis gadol? What comes first? Do you make the lisatev and then the shechiyanu? Or do you make the shechiyanu and then the lisatev? What's the order of events? So if you go back to the sugya, this really comes up in another area. Let's say, for example, you have a new fruit. Now, we're getting closer to Rosh Hashanah already. So everyone knows, oh, for Rosh Hashanah, you have to buy a new fruit. It's very difficult to buy a real new fruit. Because the way we have it today, things are growing all the time. A new fruit doesn't mean a fruit you haven't eaten in a year. That's not what a new fruit means. A new fruit means a fruit that hasn't been available for a year. It's been out of season for a year. But if it's available, point, you just didn't go to the fruit store to buy it. It does not make it a new fruit. So the truth is, it's harder today to get new fruits because they're growing things all over the world and all over the place, and you can get things all the time. But let's say you find a real good new fruit, a pre chadish that deserves a shechianu. What do you do first? Do you first make the bayre, whatever it is, or eitz adamah? Do you make the bracha and then the shechianu? Or do you make the shechianu, then the bracha vishayinu? So that's the makhloi Prima Primagadim, the chsam seifer, and the mishnibrura, and we'll see that's important for tonight. The mishnibrura paskins that you make the shechianu first, and then you make the apropos bracha So first the shechianu, then the bracha and then you eat the fruit. That's the opinion of the Mishnebura. However, <coughs> there are achrayin who disagree. For example, the Nasivis, the Yaakov Chagiz, the Kafachayim, they say no. First you make the bracha and then you make the shechayin. So we pointed out before that the Mishnebura and Reish chafe and the Chalik Bezer and the Mishnebura, there he paskins like these achrayinim that you first make the Shekhyonu, and then you make the Brach So if you to follow that lumdis and plug it back to our case, so a person comes to Shul Shachrus in the morning, he just bought himself a new Tal's Godel, so he's got to make a Shekhyonu on the Talas Godel, a Brach on the Mitzvah Slesatei Petzitzis, so what should he do first? So you would assume, following that Mishnah Brura, you plug it back in, so it would be the same thing. First you make the Shekhyonu, and then you make the Brach on the talis. However, that's... Okay, good. So maybe that's a cheshman. There's an aruch HaSholchan who talks about such a possibility. But the Mishtebrurah himself, paskes here, in El is the reverse. Mishtebrurah paskes that if you come to shul in the morning, you have a new talis, first make Lehisatev, and then you make the Shachiyon. So it seems to be a contradiction. So the Achoranim give different to Rutzim, how to explain the difference between the Lehisatef versus the case of the fruit. And one of the ways of explaining it might be that because, again, what do we do in a regular Bechas HaMitzvah? Every Bechasa Mitzvah, we make a Shechianu, what do we do first? So, by Bechasa Mitzvah, we make the Bracha first, then the Shechianu. So, some people want to tell you that's what the Mishnebru held also. By a Bracha Rishainu, the Bracha Rishainu is not a Bechasa Mitzvah, it's a Bechasa Nenin. But by, let's say, Lehesatif, that's a Bechasa Mitzvah, and by Bechasa Mitzvah, it always goes Bracha, then Shechianu. So, Halachalamayi said, that's how we paskin. Why it's not a Stephen Mishnebru, you can tumble about, but halach said, we paskin, that you first make the Lesatif, then you make the shachiyanu. Now, there's two versions of how to do this. One way you can do it is you make the leisatev while you're still holding the talus, and you make the shecheionu, and then you wrap yourself. That's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is, no, you make leisatev, you wrap yourself, and then you make the Shakhyanu. Both options seem to be recorded by the achreinim. Now, what would happen if you forgot? Let's say you put on the new talus Sunday morning, you forgot a Shakhyanu, now it comes Monday morning. So the pastis of the Berah would be, now it's already too late. If it would be Sunday during davening and you're still wearing the talis and you are now up to uh, Ashray Voltsian, you can make the shachianu that. But once it's already taken off and is ready, a new Levi Shashniyah, the Pashis would be in that case, you would not be allowed to make the shachianu anymore, and the shachianu was lost. <clears throat> I came across a fascinating, uh, fascinating halakha, which I don't know how many people know about, which again might not be the gate to many of us in this room, but if you own a Svarim store, it's extremely relevant. Shochonach Pasch is based on a Gemara Menachis that you're not allowed to sell a talus with sits to a guy. Now, I don't know how to get around this legally. Okay, he walks into the farm store, he says he wants to buy a talus. You tell him, I'm sorry I'm not allowed to sell it to you. I don't know the legalities, you've got to discuss it with a lawyer. But that's what it says in Shochonach. Chav Siv is chaf, bays, based on a Gemara Menachis. The Gemara says you are not allowed to sell a talus that is kosher, you're not allowed to sell to a guy. Why? So if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara gives two fascinating reasons. One reason the Gemara gives is because we're afraid the guy may kill you. Now, why would a Goy kill you? Because this is a great way of as hiding as a, as a Jew. You can fake being a Jew. So I see a guy walking down the street, he's got this. I say, he's got to be one of ours. You get close with him, you, don't, you, you, you let your guard down and he'll kill you. That's one reason the Gemara gives. The Gemara gives another reason. The Gemara says, Mishum Zoyna so there's two machle- machlekes, 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 how to learn the Gemara. We'll go with the, pshat. the pshat, you know what we're afraid of? You're going to sell a pair of to the guy. The guy is going to then go down the block and pay the Zaina with the tzitzes. So the g- zayna is going to say, oh, I got Jewish clients. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look right. Because the Jew is going to, the guy is going to have the pair of tzitz. He's going to use it as esnan, as payment for the Zaina. And now the zayna is going to have in her bank account. She's going to say, oh, I have Jewish clients. It doesn't look good. She has another pshat, a whole different pzhat uh, so they talk about this. What do you do with the Garen training? They they talk about it. I didn't get into it enough. Uh, how do they deal with it? But that's a good shayla. What do you do with the Garen training? I, I don't know. I, I know it's nagaya. Uh. Right, right, right. I, I don't know exactly. They, I think, like everything else, I think they make all these things because they got to learn it somehow. But uh, they talk about it. I, I I, just saw it this morning, Yishayla. what do you think? I said, eh, it's not sort of gay, so I skipped over it, but I I should have focused on it more. But Ramay um, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber is very interesting. The Mechaber says, You cannot sell a Talus to a Goy, Shema, why? Which reason does the Shulchan Aruch go with? He goes with the reason of murder, not the reason of Zaina. And the, Beis Yosef, and the Beis Yosef, he explains that even though the Gemara gave two reasons, why did he only quote one? He thought the only reason wasn't so common. So he went with the murder reason. And he points out that Rambam also goes with that reason. Interesting enough, the Mishdebu writes the exact opposite. The Mishdebu quotes from the Chayazim, he says, today it's not so common that people go around murdering each other. Even though I saw a footnote on the sefer, he says, well, today with the Arabs, you never know. An Arab could disguise himself as a Jew by putting on tzitzes in order to kill a Jew. But I guess in America, I hope it should continue this way, that they're not disguising to, to attack us. So the Mr. Buru goes the exact opposite. He holds today, the reason of, of murder does not apply, but the reason of Zionist still applies. So I have not come across any great heter to what a person does in a swarm store where a guy walks in and says, I want to buy a guy walks in and says, I want to buy a says I don't know what you're supposed to tell them. Um, it's interesting that there is a Ramon in The Ramon says, What happens if a guy walks in and wants to buy a mezuzah? So Ramon, Yerodeah, Paskins, at the end of Hilchah's mezuzah, he says, you're not allowed to sell mezuzah either to a guy. Because there the chashash, We're afraid he's going to be mezalzalit. He's going to take this cloth with a Shemus Hashem in it, and who knows what he's going to do to it. But the Ramon writes, but if there's Eva, if you Eva, then it's mutter. Now, the Ram- oh, so they asked that to Rav Moshe. So they came to Rav Moshe once, and they said to Rav Moshe that someone, we want to sell, a guy came to us, he wants to buy uh, mezuzahs. So he said to him, why don't we sell him posthum mazuzas?" Listen to him, he said, it's not Yosher. He can't even sell posthum to a guy. That's how Yosher or felt. felt. It's not right. If the guy wants mezuzahs, you got to give him mezuzahs. Now you can probably give him you know, the lowest, uh, you don't have to give him a hududik of mezuzah. But case, no, but that, that's, 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 that's lying. That's not that's lying. telling you he's Saying, the guy asked for mezuzah, you give him a case. <laughs> but, but again, you can't lie. You gotta, if the guy's asking for it. He is, but he says, he, he's asking for the fringes. I'm saying, you've got to give him what he's asking for. The guy told me a murdekah story. He told me he asked the guy to put up his mezuzah. So he comes back, the guy says, I took care of and, and the directions I threw out. The directions, that was the cloth. The guy threw those directions, so how to put up the mezuzah. You've got to be careful. But, uh, so, Marisha asking if there's Ava. Now, I'm unaware of this head for tzitzahs. Ramosha says, by tzitzit, by, by mezuzah, there's a heter for ava. And Ramosha writes, ava doesn't mean they're going to kill you. Ava means if there'll be bad, you know, be bad blood. And I would imagine if I own a swarm store, and a guy comes and says, sell me mezuzah, and I say, no, it wouldn't do well for the Jewish population. But I didn't see that hetter by tzitzit. By, uh, by tzitzit, by tzitzis, the Gemara doesn't say anything. So I don't know what the swarm store is doing. I don't know the legalities behind it. If a guy walks in, again, obviously sometimes you don't know if he's a guy. You don't have to ask him. I don't think you have to ask him, if, are you a guy? But if a guy walks in and he clearly has that, you know, guy shall look to him and he says, I want to buy a pair of tzitzis, I don't know what you're supposed to tell him. Tell him, no, I'm not allowed to sell it to you? I don't, I don't know. I, again, I don't own a swarm store. I don't know what they do. But La Misa, they even talk about selling it to a middle guy. I don't know. I, I, don't, I would assume today that the tzitzis that we buy in our stores, even the middle people are Jewish. But the Mr. Rupaskas, even the middle guy has to be Jewish. The distributor is not Jewish, is also a problem. So the, then the Mr. Burr writes another Kiddush. He says, and definitely you're not allowed to sell, sell sisters to a Goyish, a woman. Because by a woman, you have the issue of zaina. That's very, uh, not so nice to assume every woman that comes into the store is a zaina. But the Mr. Burr writes explicitly, a, a woman guy is even worse. A man, you can always argue, how the sisters from a man get ended by a Zainab? But by a woman, says the Mr. Burr. For sure, that could end up by a zayna, which is obviously, you don't want to tell that to your customer. By the way, I'm sorry I can't sell you these sitters because I suspect you might be a zayna. Yeah, I can imagine a lawsuit brewing somewhere. But as I don't know how they get around it. It's just something that I came across, which is fascinating. And therefore, some points can write, let's say you find, sometimes you'll be around people and you'll find the pit by a guy. He says you should try your hardest to get it away from him. Don't let it stay in his rishos. The same way you now want to sell a pair of tzitzis to a guy. If you know of a guy that owns a pair of tzitzis, try to try to buy from him. Try to convince him to give it to you. Or if you find the tzitzis in a situation where you suspect that something might be used by a guy, try your hardest to get it away from the guy because we don't want tzitzis in the rishos of a non-Jew. is not unique to could be by Jews, by Jewish we are assuming the Jewish girls aren't zayn. No, we're assuming the Jewish girls aren't As You're right. We, we'd like to believe. The reason yeah, the... That's Gem- what you're to yeah. some, For any woman, maybe it's an I mean, yeah, says, any Goyish woman, she might be a zaina. That's not exactly a nice thing ah, to say. So is, the is that, uh, You have to, right. So again, there, there, there were Jewish women that were Zaynas also, unfortunately, throughout Jewish history, but where, the Gemara was a non-Jewish woman. <laughs>